I am Ethan from the Weebology Podcast. And I am your, not going to lie to you students, hurting Professor Ricky. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> I'm an old man of myself today. A plastic bag on the wind. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Listless and useless all at the same time. I mean, getting older sucks, guys. It, this, is, this is what it is. Had a little fun last night. Good birthday party. Good socially distanced time. But right, I'm, uh, yeah, right. yeah. We we were at capacity to be sure, but no more than capacity. It's a any barn more, burner. Any more would be dangerous to myself and everyone around me. But I'm getting older, as I we all do. I don't know about do. the rest of y'all, but <laughs> we went we went downtown Friday. Yeah, to like a relatively small bar. Mm-hmm. Fucking packed to the freaking gills. Yeah, not a, not a mask to be found. Like uh, no, which is like <laughs> I guess we're done here. I guess we're done here. Yeah, we're not leaving the lab until I don't know. We wither or we pass tests. Yeah, but, I, mean, uh, what, I mean, what are we gonna do? What yeah. else are we gonna do? So you know, getting older sucks. Kids drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice little quip. But- yeah, it's honestly it. But Ethan. The hell are we doing today? What are we doing today? Uh, well, I don't think we decided which one we're gonna do first, but fuck it, game time decision. Game time decision. I I want maybe we can do the one about school. Wait, oh no, <laughs> oh no, it's both of them. It's either of them. Oh um, yeah, let's do. Uh, so let's, let's do classroom of the leap first. Yeah. Okay. Next week will be the other one we're deciding to do. But yes, the 2017 show by Lerche Studio. Yeah, um, who seems to have a reputation for good school-based um, works. You know, they brought Assassination Classroom to the screen, which is fantastic, fantastic show. Koro-sensei is one of the best teachers of all time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I really, this was a recommendation, right? We got this. Yeah, so we got this from Saint, and it wasn't on our like listen to, listeners suggested or anything like that. Yeah, he's actually got two two on that list, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna get to those eventually, my guy. But he just like uh, in our Discord, which hit up our Patreon and join that if you'd like to be in the Discord with all the homies. Oh yeah. Um, he basically said, "Yo, guys, I just watched Classroom of the Elite. It was the easiest binge of my life," and I was like, "Hmm." And then Ethan gave it the shot first. Yeah, and I, so I watched. I think 10 straight episodes in, <laughs> in like one day and i was talking to ricky and i'm like yeah the only reason i stopped is because i had like a something to freaking do for me that's a sign from ethan is that if i hear the only reason he stopped is because of other needed obligations to get done like work or something yeah some shit <laughs> some dumb to get paid or whatever um that was a good sign for me, and boy howdy, was he not wrong. This was a this was a very much an I am right moment because this show was was unexpectedly good. I think it was good for me because I didn't come in with any preconceived notions. I had no no heard of this show whatsoever. I hadn't either, but like it's it's one of those show titles like Classroom of the Elite that's like classically um Let's just say they use like synonyms of that for like almost every school. Right, right. Like 
high school prodigies even have it easy in another world or like generic yeah like it seems so generic but it came with something that we weren't expecting obviously but something that i felt had a lot of um let's just say motor behind it yeah i I felt it had a lot that it could do right it was well thought out like this you could tell and i know that the work itself i don't know if it's a light novel or a manga i think it's a manga but it does go very but who long. cares we can't read so. <laughs> we can't read it's whatever um <laughs> it goes it goes super long so i know that this is well thought out work and it truly felt like a great foundation to something big like long term so 100 percent um so i mean Genre wise, I guess I would tie this one down as like, you know, clearly school, but you know, almost like mind game, psychological thriller almost, but and romance for sure. And I want to touch on the harem a little bit later in this episode. Um, but I, as a guy who is not the biggest romance fan when it comes to anime, really enjoyed the harem in this show. Felt super organic, felt very, very grounded and um right and i think that comes down to the main character and his you know just general demeanor that general aversion to life (laughs) yeah general disdain for people in general yeah so the main character's name is ayano konji ayano konji yeah and basically his demeanor is just like so laissez-faire and he like says maybe i should make friends or whatever but then just like we'll be like hey i'm ayano konji and then that's basically like it. And so yes. he's sort of like, um, I would consider him relatively invisible. Pretty much. Yeah. And but th- I like that we have from a narrative perspective, our finger on the pulse of his internal monologue. Right. Since he really is a brilliant guy yeah. to almost a frightening degree. But you kind of see his inner monologue going off about him in in like social settings like oh fuck i just fucked that intro up shit i'm not gonna make any friends he's like i'm screwed (laughs) i'm gonna be an outcast for sure (laughs) oh but yeah he as far as main characters go uh, he he felt believable even if he was almost like a school-based power fantasy right yeah he's like deaf way too like ridiculous but like explain the school a little bit okay so that we can just kind of like have a very basic like here's the foundation and Mm -hmm. then we can talk about how we feel about it after right so i want to say it's so far as to say the japanese government basically set this school up to train and to educate the brightest minds the country has to offer in hopes that they will be basically the influencers and running the country when they're when they get out they're meant to be brilliant they have 100 percent college acceptance rate and job acceptance rate they pride themselves on that merit. And the school is structured in a very interesting way. It's a boarding school, and it's got four classes, A through D. D being, you know, it's literally how you think. A is your elite of the elite, the creme de la creme of the students. And all the students realize that you actually start out with 100,000 points. Basically, $100,000 a month is what we're told. And the kids just start going nuts. And then it's all merit-based. So depending on how your class does in certain metrics, you get paid a lot or nothing. So you are basically, it's survival of the fittest in a classroom. That's how the school is structured. I meant to ask you, would you go to a school like that? A hundred percent. 
despite actually, no despite knowing that your ability to get paid and made is not just you but the entire class so yeah let's just hop right into like the the, the premise because yeah. i think that's really all the plot we need like the foundation that's it yeah and then we can kind of rock and roll from there i actually feel like people like us who went to like a private school who kind of were under more rigor it was a lot of rigor like would be well apt to something like this yes especially like i don't know about you but anytime i like didn't do homework or didn't turn something in i got like really like anxious and like oh yeah basically sick for me um dad i understand that you're probably (laughs) thinking well then why didn't you turn in all those uh term papers or why did you not do your homework (laughs) Great question. Answer um, is I'm here now, aren't Call I? Call of Duty. <laughs> look at look at me now, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, but I don't know. I feel like um, the the thing that I think that school does better than like maybe our schools do is tied like do well here to like do well in life. Yeah, a little bit better than I felt like our school did. It's like yeah, I don't know because like I felt like I was gonna get into college no matter what to be honest and like that was potentially my downfall oh so you you came in you went through high school knowing like doesn't matter really what i do just because i'm here i'm going and going to college not like that it's just like i knew i was gonna get at least a base minimum right. to get in okay and once again sorry dad um <laughs> you're just you're just airing all of this like dirty laundry out of how you feel about college in general <laughs> yeah, i was just gonna i was gonna get something i mean do I really well, have to work that hard <sighs> I think the gamification that this school offers would help our schools a lot. I wanted to jump in on that because something I realized in high school that really helped me through college, anyone who is younger and maybe going through college, the way I always saw it was a little bit gamey as far as an educational system. You aren't necessarily there um, to just learn the content because you're not playing the game for the content. You're playing the professor. You're playing the teacher. You know, some teacher might love the textbooks you know that that class for that teacher you want to hit the book or a teacher doesn't give a shit about the book another one and does all notes you it's a it's a it's a game and the puzzle is the professor or the teacher and learning that is how you get good letter grades but then once you kind of get into college you're like okay i'm here to learn a skill so i need to do that um so the gamification resonated with me but they turned the gamification in this up to 11 right and i think that's where the the crux and the intrigue for the so the premise and the location really was for me because you know some some people played it a different way and some people succeeded by using different strategies kind of a hyperbole of the real education system that we all go through right so i guess that's why this is a very universally you know accepted show i think anyone who wants to watch a good mind gaming anime because we can all relate to this 100% yeah and I think um, this one, the only thing that would suck, right, is being stuck in a class D, which, yes. which like, I, so I was, yeah, yeah, I was just very, like, confused as to how they actually got into this school, right? Like, they, they really rushed past that. And then their, the class D people, they're, like, all the ones that they expect to not do well to basically be the heel to the rest of the classes. Like, we don't want to be class D, you know what I mean? So they're kind Which of Which is, there. like, very, very smart psychologically from a school perspective. But, like, how do you get stuck in class D, right? Like, because yeah. I feel like if we went to that school and got cl- stuck in class D, 
with a bunch of dum dums who are gonna blow their hundred thousand yen on PlayStation Five games. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you, an idiot? What, that's what I'm saying. Knowing that that's a possibility, I would spend all my money on food, but like, True. I can't spend a hundred thousand yen in a fucking month. Oh, you know, I'd get the deluxe lunch, baby. I'm not out here eating that bean stuff. Yeah, like, but I'm, like I'm, a that... deluxe lunch wouldn't be that bad <laughs> no. over a month. Like thirty times, maybe you know, thousand 30? yen. Is it like 10 bucks? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it can't be like that bad. Right. So here's here's two questions. You brought up an interesting point, right? Is for the Japanese government to spend so much, truly so much money on this school, like, is it, I wonder if it's economically worth it. If they have a 100% acceptance rate on graduation to colleges and jobs, and you said that class D is the heel to spur the rest of the classes on to, at least I'm not them, and I want to work to not be them. They're basically wasting 25% of their, you know, basically put in resources on students that they're hoping will Not possibly really. fail. So think about it this way. The, the class D, they only get the full amount the first, first time. Oh, and they're expecting them. To- and then every month afterwards, they're getting less and less. They're shitting the beds. Right. And, okay. So it ends up like... Imagine it's all equal, and then as it goes, class D goes down, and the rest of them start climbing a little bit in terms of, like, investment into the class. And if you think about it, like, you have four investments to make. The one that's doing the best you want to spend more money on. Like, it's actually, like, insanely smart. You got me thinking now that, like, maybe their margins are razor thin, and they start seeing class D this year start to really kick it up a notch. Like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. We don't have money for this. What are we going to do? Yeah. I mean, they haven't really explained, like the point of the school really other than they had like a that throwaway line blurb, you know yeah I mean? they had a throwaway line and it's like so do does it bother them if class d does do well like i don't i can't quite tell if it's like that big of a deal to the school as a whole because like i think what they're trying to play on is the japanese culture where like like super academically rigorous and yeah. like if you don't go to college you're you know trash kind of kind of yeah or like uh if you don't get into like the testing for different like good high schools stuff like that you know what i mean like yeah they have a very like interestingly tiered education system versus like people like us who right. everyone goes to high school and then some people go to college some people don't like, yeah it's, it's, like it's really whatever, not yeah you know? and we we've touched on it in way past episodes of the Ebology Podcast, but, like, Japanese academic rigor and all of the skill building that they push down people's throats when they're young is all for the collective and the betterment of the collective and the country as a whole. So this school being built by and then in service of the Japanese government makes total sense. And again, probably Japanese natives or people who grew up in that environment would resonate even more with it than we did. Um, So you're right. I think this is insanely smart planned out school it is because i'm a firm believer in competition breeds progress and this is the most cutthroat environment for these kids and it seems to work i mean even they get class d some of these people are spurred to action even the ones that are kind of shit well so that would be like my only real um criticism of this show okay is like after you get no money that first month you'd be actually trying, right? Yeah, like, right. Like, you wouldn't have these guys that are just like, I don't care, you know? And so, I don't quite get where they were, 
like where are these students coming from that they still don't want to try yeah after they literally have to live a month without any money and then my other question is tell me in real life you don't think like half those dudes would just drop out instantly of course they would yeah go home like what yeah i mean and there was there was some threats that you know not threats but some people like you said i'm just gonna drop out and go play basketball like deuces and i'm like that actually makes a lot of sense. That that's what someone like him would do. Um, but you keep bringing that up, and I keep wondering too: Are these really the brightest minds Japan has to offer? Like, you're right. How did they get into this school? How did Sudo get into this school? <laughs> I, he's the dum dum. Like, he's <laughs> so he actually seemed like he was more of like an athletic scholarship because he did say that that's the best school for basketball in the country. And yeah, so they, he yeah, went basically for that everything. Reason. Right. And so that makes a ton of sense. Okay. But like even, you know, in college, NCAA athletes are not the smartest. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. But they do have like tutors that like provided by the school. Yeah. They have like study time they have to do. Like yeah. NCAA regulated. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you should have resources but they it seems like they really lead these kids to their own devices yes that seems to be the difference it's, he has to basically maintain so never consider that pseudo for people who don't know is this kind of like bigger redhead kid in the class kind of the dumbest of the dumb class unfortunately and he's kind of dragging people down here and there at least as a class as a whole but he is i guess balancing actually like playing a sport and also having to be academically viable in such a cutthroat environment, I guess I sympathize more with him than I anticipated if he wasn't kind of just like a notorious shithead, but. Yeah. When I look back on my time in high school and stuff like that, I'm like, <laughs> I had so much time. Yes. Ain't, ain't that the funniest to like thing? College in like college, you should have more time, right? Like you don't right. have any like extracurriculars really to do. Yeah. Just like hang out with people if that's what you want to do. But go think to the of gym, all, whatever. Think of the weekends, right? But I, think, I had so much shit to do, dude. Did you really? Like uh, school wise. Oh, right, right, right. I, I'm just, I just think back like during those times, like, you know, right now we're recording on a Sunday morning, real nice and chill and getting, you know, getting some of that good, good content out there. But think of all the time you had in high school that just those huge blocks of what you could have been doing then building something, you know, like I'll tell you what, if we started Webology podcast back then, we'd be uh, like the premier anime <laughs> podcast. But what do you mean? We are the premier anime podcast right yeah, now. It'd be worldwide known. You know what I mean? Oh, in time, my friend, in time. Of course. We have we have we are number two in Sweden. <laughs> I know. That <laughs> Isn't that hilarious. funny? <laughs> Oh, of man. all time um shout out to you guys shout out to oh, the swedes. swedes the swedes um but yeah i i wanted to i wanted to uh, touch on maybe the characters a little bit who who was your favorite in class in uh class d besides ayana koji mm. i guess i liked uh her name is hokita i believe the, oh, oh yeah hokita. His, like suzine Suzune, or something, or something like that. that yeah and and i think she is the most similar to ayana koji yeah without being like a complete robot like he is yes um but she's also like smart and weary of like all this shit going on so i did i really liked her and i liked 
her thought process for a lot of things versus a lot yeah. of the other students in the class. It was very tact tactful cynicism. Like it was it was applied very well and she was optimistic when it felt safe, right? We can do this. But even to the point where that that scene where she's on the top of diving board and she just screams to everyone at the pool, class D is going to kick your ass. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. What do you want yeah. from me? Um, and that was a, like seeing her do something so bold was so out of character. So they wrote her in a way that made her feel very skeptical and weary, like you mentioned. But then like when she did something bold, it hit so much harder. Yeah. Because you knew like this is she's going on a limb for her. I so hear me out. I know what you're going to say. I like the smile on your face. I like Kushida. Uh-huh. Because, and this, we are going to get in a little bit of spoiler town. Um, Try not to spoil too much, but she, uh, every time after the incident, when she was on screen, I was tense. I was anxious because I didn't know if she was going to snap again. Every time. I just, because that was such a left field thing for me. The thing about it was like, what I expected to happen mm-hmm. is after that incident that he would avoid her like the plague. He can't, though. He absolutely could have, and I think it would have been more realistic. And then that would have driven a lot more story because she would be, like, hunting his ass. I guess. Being like, so why are you not hanging out with me? You know what I mean? Full, go full yandere on his right, ass? Like, right, okay. Right. And huh. so what ended up happening is he just acted like nothing really happened. Which I think was the smartest move. You have to make you have to make sure nothing changed. I don't know. I don't because, think it's realistic though. Right. She had him by the balls, I think, which is really bad. So I guess. I uh, mean, what's fingerprint on clothing? Like that was such a low I guess I guess that it's 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 tenuous. Also, you wash your clothes. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's tenuous. Or maybe she just kept that one vest just hung Whatever. up so this kushida chick she is very bubbly outgoing everyone she wants to be friends with everyone she seems like that archetypal ter- character like i want to be friends with everyone in class we can't lose anybody or else i'm gonna lose it and lose it she does so it turns out she had left her phone in ayana koji's room he goes to find her to give it back and she has flipped the script and it's just gone cold-blooded ballistic, calling Suzune uh, a stupid cow, I believe. Like, I fucking hate that yeah, bitch. something like that. Starts bitch, cursing. Like, like that. And I'm, I, for me, was just, whoa, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> so then she says, like, did you just see that? And he's like, ah, no, here's your phone. Ha <laughs> bye. And she's like, nope, you, if you tell anyone, I'll tell you, tell people that you uh, sexually assaulted me. And just takes his hand and just full mount full mount right in the titty and so this right. fingerprints there so did she have him by the balls she let him believe that i believe you know but and then the whole but the thing and then throughout the rest of the season she was back to bubbly and only saw her true side every once in a while so i felt very anxious and on edge every time she's on screen because i'm like almost like dramatic irony as the audience we know more than the rest of the cast do except for him what I was expecting is anytime they were alone, she would switch back to her normal self. Yeah. And I was actually looking forward to that so I could see like what her plan was most of these times. I think we will see it. But she was like, she wasn't like quite mercurial where it was like back and forth, back and forth. It was just like every, like literally like what you said, two times out of the entire show. Which is a little sad. I'm in your camp. Yeah. I, I would I love mean, to have seen it more. She shows like the real life version of herself. 
And the rest of the time, she's playing this, like, hyperactive, like, bubbly character, which would kill me. I know. It's so annoying to deal with somebody like that. One thing I hated about her character, though, as much as I found her compelling to be on screen, she had the gall to ask him later in the season, hey, is it, are you not a fan of me because you're scared of me? No shit. Yes, of course I'm scared of you. You're unhinged. And she's like kind of falling in love with him. But at the same time, she recognizes that he's like, I really don't want anything to do with you. Can we just pretend like none of that ever happened? Um, And she had the nerve to think like, huh, maybe me freaking out and going off and unhinged is kind of turning him off. Kind of a shocker in that way. I mean, to be fair, she was just mad that he was giving the other girl so much attention, right? So it's yeah. like, it's not that insane of a thing to to see a girl lose her shit about another girl that is like, let's just say, vying for the attention of the same guy. Sure. And then when, but that's that's the thing. It's not that that is unreasonable. It's thinking, oh, is it possible? She's not really sure. Is it possible that my ups- almost obsessive nature about wanting the attention over her kind of a turnoff for this guy? Well, I think she says, is it possible that you could ever like me? Like she, like a girl like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like kind of phrases it in not a way that's like, you clearly are avoiding me or you clearly hate me. Because he really doesn't. And that's what I was saying I don't agree with is like. Okay, yeah. He was called her like daily. Yeah. He like involved her in everything. He really used her a lot. Like. Use is a good word there. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying I would not have really engaged at all. <laughs> not or even. It would yeah. be awkward as shit anytime I spoke to her. I get, and that's a good segue into the the harem as a whole. I really, really like this, and I don't say that a lot. A lot about other harems. I mean, I I genuinely don't. There's maybe some on like one hand I can count, like Orin Host Club, and a couple others I can say that like felt like really enjoyable harems to watch. This, in my opinion, is up there. Because it all felt organic, right? Suzanne, uh, Suzanne, base. I'm gonna call her Suzanne. Um, I'm, Suzanne. Uh, In case you guys were wondering, um, I'm basically a corpse. My resting heart rate is 47 beats per minute. You are you're chill beyond biology's belief. I may be an <laughs> Olympic athlete. <laughs> I am peak performance right now. Or this is wrong. Or <laughs> <laughs> your watch is fucked. Just saying. I saw 47. I'm like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> 47 over two. Yeah, right. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm a dead boy. But yeah, so this harem, like, every person in this harem had a very exact reason why. And I loved it. You know, Suzanne, basically because, like, she's the most, like, Anakoji, and they just, you know, were so similar in that way. And they're like, we can't make friends, so let's make friends with each other. You had, uh, is it Sakura? Or what was her name? The one, the purple haired girl that had the pics? I think it is Sakura. Ari, Ari Sakura. Um, she has like social anxiety and, you know, just happens to find a connection because Ayana Koji talks to her like a fucking normal human being. And um, there's Kushida who basically, they're kind of intertwined because of that secret. And then over time, she kind of falls because she could be her true self around him and not really have to worry about playing it up. That's it, the only one that I didn't quite get, though. Okay. Like, what you think? I don't... Like, I didn't really see a whole lot that Kushida was, like, into him for, right? Like, 
It, yeah, okay. And she was already into him before she like kind of showed him. That's why the freak out happened. Self, yeah. Right? And so I'm like a little confused. I think it's because he was like willing to help her with certain things, but also like in oh, such true. a way where he was like unattainable. Do you know what I mean? I, that, like, yeah. People the, like uh, that, that just like want to be friends with everyone. The one person that they can't be friends with, which in this case was Hokita. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, are the one they want to be friends with the most. Right. So she goes to him because he's like her link to Hokita. Right. And then she ends up like finding out that he's a little weird too. Like, <laughs> he's a little you know? bit off his rocker. And then so it just seems like uh, she's one of those people that just wants anything she can't have. I think I think part of it too is that everyone, you know, when she'd be bubbly and make friends, it's always an overwhelmingly positive response from these people. To him, like with everything else in the story, he's at most slightly above indifferent. Like, yeah, he's like deadpan to all hell, and I love that so, about him. And he, and that's a great character uh, trope about him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he's he's a galaxy brain, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, she wasn't getting a response that she wanted from him, so she she kept pushing and pushing in in tandem with trying to get to how do you say her last name? Hori Horitika or I don't actually remember anyone's name except for Ayo Anokonji. I think it is. Hokita. Hokita. There's an R in there somewhere. Horikita. Susan. <laughs> Horikita? Susan. Horikita, maybe. We'll give it a search. Um, I know her first name is Suzune. Suzune. Okay. Suzune. But so, she, yeah. So, like, in by trying to get with in with Suzune. Susano. Susano. Yeah. Horikita. <laughs> Horikita. That's easier. Yeah. In trying to get with Horikita, basically... I almost think that Kushida's like, how the hell is Anakoji even making friends with the one person I can't? Is like what That's you're exactly saying. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how is... And she wants to know more about him to make that work for her. Yeah, she's like... He, he's like this... Uh, let's just say unicorn, essentially, where he, he's able to, like, make friends with people. It's just slow and, like, on his own pace and off to the side, you know? I can I can resonate with that. Because even, yeah. even, like, uh, the leader guy, whatever the hell his name was, was like chill with monobek i have no clue oh oh um uh hirata i don't think this is worth anything because <laughs> yeah. i don't know so you're talking you, the, the blonde haired guy yeah, right if you yeah. told me any name i'd be like maybe <laughs> naruto yeah okay <laughs> sure matatabi sure <laughs> no, i think it's so, hirata yeah uh blonde kid who's the class president essentially mm-hmm um even he was like friends with him and i think she was just noticing like all these people felt really comfortable around ayano konji yeah but they weren't like outwardly friends if that makes sense and no yeah just like that unicorn you know what i mean i know what you mean and i think that's i think that's why sakura entered the mix because she said sukuru magic sukuru magic <laughs> um she basically said like you look me dead in the eyes but i don't feel like threatened and she's got like a weird problem with like social anxiety and stuff because which is f- funny because her secret is essentially that she is an only fans yeah straight up straight up it, it's she's got simps after her she's a simp magnet big time simps and yeah she went to go get a new camera in one of these scenes and the guy who is the shop owner recognized her and had big simp energy oh my god yeah and he tried to basically attack the shit out of her 
But um, because that's something I think this show does really well. Yeah, it's like it is a high school drama in some regards, but in many yeah. There's so many like pretty dark and real world scenarios. Oh yeah, it really did feel like a very close like classroom. Um, sorry, assassination classroom type show because there's these classes are competing. There's always the one class everyone thinks is trash. Yeah, and there's like pretty serious shit going on right like i felt like um that last mission that they do as a class and island one yeah the yeah. island thing in classroom of the elite was very similar to what happens for oh yeah um assassination ass class if you will oh i will ass class for sure that's me meaning that patrick call it ass class um but and I urge you to also call it ass class. If you don't, please reconsider. Yeah. I, I demand of you. No, yeah, but honestly, that's that's Larry Chase kind of bread and butter, right? I mean, I've looked at some of their other stuff that I haven't watched. Classroom based, school based, classroom based. So their their formula is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Go grab the IPs that basically we know we can do well, um, which is really cool. Go and, grab the IPs while we grab some IPAs. Oh my God, IPs and IPAs. Yeah. Check out that new <laughs> that new segment or not. Um, I really I really did enjoy that last that last island test. It was a full display of Galaxy Brain for our boy Anakoji, and um, I felt like it was a little obvious. Little, though. Did you really? Yeah. I, I guess I guess it was obvious when I saw him look at the walkie-talkie. They just yeah. left that on the belt. I'm like, no, he dug it up right but like he they made a point for him to like have put that in his brain so i'm like okay he's clearly talking to someone and then he dug it up and that's when he made the connection I'm, so when he mean. goes to see class i want to say c yeah um he they make a point as ruin is talking to them they even cut away show Koji looking down at the walkie-talkie just because it was it didn't it wasn't important at the time but they made a point to make the audience like this will be important at some point. So what I actually thought up until um up until they kind of showed that there were some class C people in all the classes like yes. that got excommunicato essentially. Excommunicato. I thought she was the leader and she had buried the card there is what I thought was happening. Oh, I could see how that Yeah, I could see that play out. But but I was like at worst you need to go dig up whatever the hell she was doing down there because it was weird as hell <laughs> yes i think the most obvious part of the entire like overarching scheme was class a that big guy obviously showing that he had the card yeah, yeah. i'm like it's it's the other guy <laughs> like yeah that but i think that was it, that was the first part of the i did i think they did a really good job of going from like the obvious to the not so obvious when describing Anakoji's overall scheme like he went through the obvious shit first like yeah this guy's clearly the class a then it got a little more complex and a little more complex and you realize he'd strung everything together. The move where basically turning in Susan when she was sick, brilliant move. Yeah. Awesome move. Yeah. Um to to pivot who was the team captain. But um So I knew that was gonna happen from the start because did you? I feel like and this was weird to me. I felt like Horikita was a very obvious choice for the leader. Oh yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, like obviously she's not the the outward like class leader like the other two that are in love are, but it's like she's a very close third. So like, what were they thinking? I, and I wonder, I wonder if there's no way Diana Koji could have known that she was going to get sick. Right? That was a pivot move. I thought right? he made her sick, like straight up got her sick. 
Okay, that's why I asked. I can't remember if that I can't remember that detail if he had actually schemed the sickness. Once again, we watched this months ago. That's true. I don't know. I have no idea. We'll never know. But this show does a really good job. He was going to knock her out regardless. I guarantee yeah. it. He was going to hit her. <laughs> he, she was going to go come down with a bad case of rock to the dome. <laughs> Just kunk. All right. Because remember, he like made that other girl steal it, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's when he set the class manual on fire. Just to make sure that, you know, everything is, uh, everything is a good distraction. Make sure everything is schemed up. So I, I hope this... I know we have, there's rumors of a season two, but I just want to see a, an escalation of plans and schemes. From yeah, him. he has the power. So like the ending really sets everything in motion and like there should be a lot coming pretty soon. Yeah. And I, we're not even like really through the first year. So, right. I just want to see all three years really bad. I know it's like not really in the cards based on the fact that like what it took like five years from to get a season two. Well, it's not really that. It's just the fact that he's he's clearly like some robot genetically engineered monster guy. Yeah. And they want him back based on the fact that somebody called the school and said expel him now or else. That claimed to be his father. Right. Like yeah. so there's there's something else that's gonna happen in the background. And I feel like in the narrations that Ayano Konji does, he said some like stuff related to like you know, I won't finish here and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. There was like a lot of weird foreshadowing at the end. So you th- you're saying there is a finite, there's, there's a, a, there's this a time finite, on this. but it's not the three years. Like, it'll something will pivot away from that. 100%. I'm into that. What, so, I'm going to just quickly say the one thing I really enjoyed about his character okay. was the fact that he would do big brain things, but then set up someone else to take all the credit. Yes. He didn't want the limelight. And, and that's, and I definitely resonate with that because, yeah. like, like, let's just say IRL world and real projects and stuff at work. Okay. I cannot stand the people that, you know, worked with like seven people on something and then we'll just say like, oh yeah, I'm the best. I, I did this. I cannot stand that. And it's it's almost I better. I always dole out all the compliments to everybody else. Yeah. And then it's like, I was leading the project. So if it goes well, that should mean something, you know? Right. That's a good optics move. Yeah. It's a great optics move. Well, that basically, you, think, but you, you, you just, would think. Unless um, you just say how great you are every day, you know. Anyway. I, I think it's important, too, for his character. It's incredibly in line. He only cares about winning. Yes. He doesn't care about being made as the winner. He doesn't care about being postulated as the winner. He just wants to win. And, and that's yet, it. And yet. He easily could have been in class A from the start by just testing better. He literally, he is so smart that he dialed in his test scores to all 50s across the board. Yeah. And uh, Manabe, who's basically the head of the student council and head of class A, I think. Um, it's Horikita's brother. Yeah, older brother, who's basically a shithead to Susune. Um, Susune. Yeah, I don't care. Um, basically, he came up to him and was like, weird that you got literally half on everything exactly Perfect. 50 on every test weird i'm gonna try to punch you now nope swerve basically combat his ass um <laughs> <laughs> but i meant to ask you so your theory on his backstory genetic engineering robot i think it's more of a black widow situation where he's like was a kid and then just like secret facility trained up so he's like a normal kid but just like literally the most insane upbringing possible um there's no way he's like, I don't think there's something 
more going on than that. Well, I don't think he's a robot. I was just saying he <laughs> acts like a robot. I think it's sort of like a Promised Neverland situation. Ooh, okay. Where they just like only the greatest kids basically survive this program. But Clash there's definitely the there's yeah. definitely something going on like Clash of the Elite sequel to Promised Neverland confirmed. <laughs> yeah, but there's something going on like genetic 100%. Like I don't think you do that with kids and then not have like some underlying reason why the weird part i guess you're right the only detail that makes me think something more nefarious might be going on is the fact that they want him back right or maybe the fact that he's too dangerous to be in a school like that and he's gonna hurt somebody to win because remember he said i don't give a shit about people they're nothing but tools to me he's completely devoid he's completely devoid of humanity he's a he's a machine um but yeah, a so, robot, if you will. Oh God, here we go. It just yeah. seems like you really came into like you know <laughs> shit on me for that, and I'm like, season he five acts he like a robot. Season five, he takes his face off, and good lord, he's a Japanese Terminator. <laughs> oh no, he's a Gundam. <laughs> he's a Gundam. <laughs> he's an absolute wing of himself. <laughs> but no, it's uh, the fact that they want him back in their care custody stead is intriguing. That that that's an interesting detail. Why would you want that unless you're a very valuable asset in some capacity, right? Well, I feel like any situation like where they're training kids up and all that stuff, like you would have to assume that they've spent a bunch of money on them or research at minimum. So like they, I don't think right. Like scientists are crazy, man. They always want to keep any like test subjects. So yeah. I don't think that was necessarily weird. And I, don't I think, think the weird part was the fact that he like this is major spoilers. Yeah, we're we're deep in. So he goes through the whole show, and you're like, oh, he's starting to like really like these guys. And yeah. at the very end, he's like, I don't give a fuck about any of you. Had us fooled too. He's yeah. like, he's like, I don't even think of any of you as even starting to be a friend. It's yeah. like you guys are my tools. Yeah, and like he definitely acted that way throughout the whole thing. He was very manipulative in a in what I felt was a very entertaining way. Yes, but it wasn't spiteful. It yeah, wasn't hateful. It, it was pure indifference. Yeah, and then, you know, so, like, there's something up with the kid for sure. And we got flashbacks. Now that we're in Spoiler Town, we did get flashbacks of him in that strange upbringing, seeing people like his uh, cohorts, same age, essentially dying in front of him, asthma attacks, like, bleeding out and shit, and he yeah. just, like, he had to learn to be deadpan for some reason, right? So I I think will he will he ever break his shell and show some kind of humanity in you the hope future? Not. I hope not. Which is that, is that weird to say? It wouldn't make any sense for somebody who's lasted 17 years or whatever yeah. as being an absolute robot an entire season of the show with like friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he somehow catches feelings for somebody. Who's it going to be? Hori uh, Horikoda. I feel like Horikoda. he could he could get along with uh kushida because that's what i'm thinking they both have that like hidden side to them killer edge almost yeah yeah i i'm scared because and plus he touched her booby he got, oh yeah he, he's got the furthest with her anyway yeah um i'm a little scared because i can totally see the story going the way we don't want it to i can see that something is gonna like the the fact that they have shown his tragic backstory implies to me that this will be brought up and then he'll show a a flicker of humanity in the future and um he's gonna have to wrestle with that what i could see is him showing humanity to spite his dad who's gonna be there at some point 
to big brain his yeah. dad. Oh, but even that would just be feigning it, right? Yes, but that's okay. not the point. Okay, the point no, is, that, that is the point. That's great. Uh, yeah, that is the point. The point is that's is that not the point he, that I was trying to make, but it is the actual. It is the point. actual. What's the point you were trying to make? What I meant is like he was doing it to trick him, but right. Know. But like, would, it's an interesting thing that like that's another good subversion because that's where I expect the story to go. And then he does it as another way to get a one-up and on someone else. And then he goes right back to being the right. robot. Man, this show really does have a lot of... I think what you said at the beginning was true. It has a lot to go on in a bunch of different directions. And they did such a good job setting us up for something real mean. Yeah. Real and good. I, I just want to say, you know, thanks, Saint, for watching this for us, taking yeah. the bullet, and then letting us know how good it was. Yeah, it was a serious um, banger, man. Good suggestion. It was a good suggestion. I'm not sure all your suggestions are that good. Mm, Let's no, be real. Yeah. Brenda Girlfriend, not that good. The guy who says Ari Ferretta's pretty dope? No. Yeah. No. I mean, you got problems, for sure. Hey, but for every miss you got, you got a nice big hit yeah, right here. Yeah, absolute slapper. So, so what um, you got? Definitely good. And I would say, if all of y'all have not seen this, which I sort of doubt you have, it kind of flew way it's under the radar. It's a little sleeper, isn't it? Yeah. Um, definitely a sleeper pick. Let's just say Death Note High School. That's a good way to sum it up, with a weird internalized economy. <laughs> yeah it was it was fun though was like great. like dealing with that system too though i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a flat i'm gonna give it a flat 90 out of 100 hot hot teachers holy shite i'll say 87 out of 100 all the girls in this show are gorgeous say the teacher fuck me up fam she is just a bombshell um she, and, oh yeah 100%. yeah she she can berate me all day if she wants to it's fun She's just crushed class D. Give me a D, please. <laughs> I'll stay in class D if that's what I'm doing. See you after class. I could take a hit. Oh, well, the cool thing about that, though, is even if they were promoted, she would still be their teacher. So she stays well, with that class that. no matter what. Oh, they right. all, all the teachers, like the oh, academic people God. I know. Yeah, thank God. Very smart move, Lerche. <laughs> clever, clever. Or whoever wrote it. Um, but yeah, honestly, that's it. Guys, go watch the show. It's on Hulu. You can go, is it sub and dub? I think it's just sub. I watched it on Crunchyroll, so I have no idea. Fair enough. Okay. Hulu or Crunchyroll. Um, but thank y'all for coming to class. If you'd like to listen with your eyes and your ears, hello, YouTube gang. Yo. Um, hope you're enjoying the new aesthetic, which is recent yo. change. Yo, yo. If you want to listen with your ears and not your eyes, you can check us out anywhere you get your uh, podcast fix, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, even iHeartRadio and Pandora for whatever reason. I didn't realize Pandora provides this kind of thing, but oh, here we are. Amazon Podcast now, by the way. No kidding. We got to jump on that one, too. They we got just opened her up. Fingers in every pot. Um, leave, you know, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a five-star review and a written one on Apple. It really helps us pop up on others' recommendations. Um, if you want a little more eye candy, come on over to Instagram at webology.podcast. we got memes on memes on news and occasionally giveaways and maybe a rant post about your up his neighbors moving their chairs consistently i don't know what's going on there I, just, I, 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 one of these days i'm gonna have to go up there and be like what the fuck's going on guys you don't have to rearrange your furniture every sunday okay <laughs> they also have, like, this fucking dog that i swear to god they leave for 18 hours and just like whines all day long oh no hey so uh also if you guys have other podcasts that you listen to that you want us to go on let them know and however you can to to try to have us on and then we'll go on and 
you know, you know, be professors and be professors and whatnot. We like to cross pollinate audiences so everyone gets all the good podcasts, all of the pods. Yeah. What else we got? We got Twitter at WeBallGP. Um, or do we still do the thing where like Instagram will cross post? And it'll uh, just... uh, I don't go on Twitter a lot. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. I personally don't go on the Twitter a lot. I probably should go on Twitter more. Well, you gotta slide the little Twitter button, and y'all don't do that. <laughs> That's on us. You're right. Um, if you have any kind of monetary love that you'd like to give, only if you can, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash weepology. A dollar gets you into our Discord, and three dollars gets you the exclusive syllabus sidebar. Ranty, free form, sometimes anime, sometimes not. Side content we do every Thursday morning for the Patreon lovely students. It's how you get to know us a little bit more. Yes. Last week, we talked about occupational... Uh, yes stressors <laughs> yesers and stressors it's it's it was a real fun time but uh honestly i think that's it i feel much better since i started this episode the hangover nice, is nice. about gone thank you for the uh ibuprofen yeah no worries bro thank you dude wait to finish and until next time i'm ricky and i'm ethan and this has been weebology <laughs> deuces <laughs> man i do need a hundred thousand points that would be really nice yeah, well, bad. i gotta earn it though